0: Welcome to Jeremiah's Fifth Ministries, a place where you can grow in God's Word. How you doing today? Praise the Lord. Are you doing good? Well, I'm so glad to get to be with you today. I'm Jeremiah Smith, and I'm glad to get to be with you this week. How are you doing this week? Are you ready for a good week? You know, I believe some good things are in store for us this week. You know, God's got some wonderful things for us this week. It's Wednesday. We're getting closer and closer to the resurrection day of Jesus Christ. It's going to be a wonderful day wonderful time to celebrate easter on that sunday i believe it's sunday after this sunday so we're getting really close there to it and uh, you know we are we're, we're getting you're teaching on things that have a lot to do with that we're teaching on the authority of the believer we're getting into the fourth verse or the fourth uh fourth uh, uh, fourth, uh uh, one of the series there i'm going to get it right here <laughs> but we we're getting into the fourth message into the series and we're going to get into lots of things about uh, the authority and you know that's a lot of what the resurrection's about about jesus being raised from the dead And uh, taking back our authority, you know, we're going to get into some things about our authority. That's what the whole goal is to get into the teaching on our authority. But, you know, it's good to have some uh, backstory about authority. So we're going to be getting into that too there. But uh, you can always catch us live every Wednesday and Sunday. We are here on Wednesdays and Sundays for you. And, uh, you know, you can get lots of teaching here from God's word. And that's what the goal is to be a blessing to you and uh, help you to grow spiritually. Are you growing spiritually? Are you listening to? the messages and growing spiritually. I hope so. I hope that they're being a blessing to you and helping you to grow spiritually in your life. You know, God doesn't want us to be babies all of our life. We're supposed to grow and to grow in him so we can teach others and give them the word and help them to grow spiritually, you know, and I believe that's what he's doing with us today. He's helping us to be a blessing to you so you can help yourself to grow spiritually and to bless others. And, you know, you can always download the messages free. We are a free ministry to you and you give them to other people. And let them be a blessing to someone else. There, so you can take advantage of that there on uh, on Pop Beam. Get the messages free. Of course, we have lots of other places, but you can listen to us live. Like I said, on Wednesdays and Sundays. Uh, Wednesdays at six p.m. Sunday at four p.m. Central Time. You can catch us live at those times. And i uh, listen to the messages then And, uh, you know, if you want to hear them live Now, if you don't want to hear them live, that's okay Or or if you want to hear them live and you can't uh, You know, you can always listen to us On Spotify, Google Music, iTunes Listen Notes, Podbeam Tune in off Alexia, iHeartRadio Stitcher, Deezer uh, You can catch us on Pandora, Amazon Music uh, You can catch us on um, What is it? Audio Junkie You can catch us on iVox uh, Verbal, you can catch us on uh, YouTube Live, you can catch us on Podbeam Live those are the live ones that we have and uh, you're welcome to well welcome to listen to us live or watch us live and if you're on youtube how you doing out there and uh so you're welcome to catch us live on there and then when we get done i will check the comments there if you have a if you have a comment like you'd like a prayer request or a praise report or you just like to talk to me uh, i'll be after when we get done i do check those for a few minutes there to spend a few minutes with you now i am on youtube and i and i am on um Podbeam live. So uh, I'll, I'll switch back and forth. So you might be patient with me with the responses there, but I will be there for you and uh, we'll check those and see if there's something there we can pray with you for. And uh, we'll do that right when we get done. I do it during the middle, but it's really hard to focus on what the Lord's saying to me as I'm doing a message there. And I try to get and do the message and then do it right at the end there. And I believe that we can get those things answered and be a blessing to you. And that's why we're there. And we'd love to see your praise reports. We love to see uh, if you're needing prayer, that's what we're here for here to help you in any way that we can and that's why we're here to outreach to you luke six thirty eight says give and it shall be given to you good measure pressed down shaken together running over shall men given to your bosom i like that there is for whatever the same measure that you need with all to be measured back to you so whatever you meet to someone else you know God's going to give it back in that same way if you you know if you give something good you you're going to get something even better back good measure pressed down shaken together running over but you don't want to give junk away uh you want to give your best you know representing God give your best and you're going to reap God's best and you're alive, so you want so sow good things and sow your best. You know, we're not pressuring you to give here. You can give if you'd like to. There's no pressure to ever to give here, but we're here to, for you as a free ministry. But you need to make sure you're given somewhere so God can supply the things that you need in your life. So make sure you're giving there and make sure you're giving where God's leading you to give. And if you'd like to give to us, you can go to com and hit the giving tab. You're welcome to give there if you'd like to. Galatians 6-7 says, Do not be deceived. God's not mocked. He will not allow himself to be ridiculed nor treated with contempt, nor allow his precepts to be scornfully set aside for whatever a man sows. You know, whatever you sow, love, whatever you sow, friendship, Whatever you sow, that's God's law. You know, you're going to reap back the good things that you sow. Unfortunately, if you sow bad things, you reap those things. And so you want to make sure you're sowing good things and making your whole life be sowing out good things. So giving to ministries, giving food to be a blessing. And do whatever you can This in time. I believe God will bless you back. Good measure, press down, shake and get the running over so that you can be even more of a blessing to more people. So that's the goal is to make sure that we're giving all the time and so we can be a, a, a conduit, you know, that God can flow through to touch other people and touch more people, you know. The more you have, the more you can be a blessing to someone else. You know, it's not just about getting all the stuff we can have. It's about getting what we can get to be a blessing and being a conduit to others and blessing them. Now he will take care of all your needs and give you way more than what you need, but you want to make sure that you're blessing other people you don't let the stuff get you. You be a blessing to other people and their lives, you know, and, you know, God likes to give them good things and he wants to use you. You may be the only one, you know, so you want to be a faithful giver and be able to let go of it so he can bless you more, but also reaching people and and touching them you know i'm, I'm reminded of a story i never forget i was uh, talking i am never uh, was one point in my life I, I gave a cd to someone i'm trying to remember who it was and i gave him a cd and it was one of the it was one I liked, you know. I actually gave it to him, and it, 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 that person had been praying, you know, about God speaking to him that day. And I gave him a good Christian CD, you know. I know we don't do CDs much now; we download more, you know. But at that time, it was a, it was a, a big deal. And I gave him that CD, and I'll never forget he'd been praying that day, you know, for God to speak to him. And I gave that CD to him, and it was such a blessing to their life, you know. I had no idea the impact that that would have on their life, you know. And so it's important that we're giving when he leads us to give. You don't know who you're impacting and how you're going to impact their lives. And if it just got one person to heaven, wouldn't it be all worth it? You know, make sure that you give and To be a blessing to people's lives and the people around you. So, we're going to get into the word today. I hope that you're pumped. Grab your Bible, get your tablet. We're here on a Wednesday night to to spread a table before you. Make sure we have lots of word here for us. You know, I've got my Bible here, got my phone here, got the computer here. And uh, we're going to get deep into God's word today. And uh, we're talking about the authority of the believer, part four. So it's going to be good. If you hadn't heard the other three, you can go back and listen to them. We have them there to be available to you. Uh, they're on uh, all those places I mentioned there, you should be able to listen to all those messages. If you can't, for some reason, you can go to Podbeam. Uh, Podbeam is our home, and there are a lot of messages. We're getting nearly to 300 podcasts there on uh, Podbeam. Lots of content to listen to. We're always putting out new content to be a blessing to you. And so we're just keeping at it here with the live services and and keeping the content available, the previous content, because you want to grow in some other area. You know, we've, we've got all kinds of resources from uh, spiritual growth, you. oh man sowing or reaping from authority being led by the spirit everything you can think of pretty much on there and we just get new stuff all the time and so you know you can go back and take advantage of those resources and let them be a blessing to you and so we're going to get into the word if you would let's pray together and agree together for god to have an impact and, and be a blessing to you and all the people listening let's pray right now father we just thank you father for your goodness We thank you, Father, for your mercy. We don't come here for no reason but to be with you, Father. I don't have anything else to do but to be a blessing to you, Father, and that's what I want to do with my life. I want to be a blessing to you. And, Father, I ask that you help, Father, today as we get into the word that your Holy Spirit be our teacher, to be our help, to be our standby, to be everything we need in this message, Father, so that you can reach every person listening. Help no one to go away without what they need today, Father, spiritually. Help them to be encouraged and refreshed today, Father, by your word. Your word is life unto our bones and, and it feeds our spirit, Father. And we just thank you for your word today. Father, we ask that you refresh refresh the listener today, help them be encouraged to get out there and do the things for you they need to do today, Father. Flood them with light. Flood me with light today and so we can see the things we need to see in your word today, Father. and And we always thank you, you know, just like we were talking about earlier with my family, you know, being thankful. And we were talking about how the, the how the, the lepers came. All ten of them came, and nine of them didn't come back. But one came back and thanked you. Well, we want to be the one that comes back and thanks you today, Father. We thank you for all that you do in our lives. Thank you for our families. Thank you for working out all of our situations, fixing things, making things right making our lives better every day, Father. We just thank you for that and teaching us and helping us to grow every day, providing for us, being everything we need, Father. And we just thank you, Father, for that. And we give you all the praise today. And we, we just thank you for it. And this message, everybody getting everything they need. And, Father, we thank you, Father, for it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Do you agree with me on that? Hey, I believe it. You know, I don't just pray it, just throwing words out there and making it some kind of special looking prayer. No, I'm putting some faith behind it. And I'm I'm believing that God's going to get you what you need today. Let's go ahead and get into the word today. We're going to start in Matthew, our opening scriptures here, Matthew, the eighth chapter and the fifth verse. Let's go there real quick. Matthew five eight. It says it like this. It says, and when Jesus was entered into Capernaum, there came unto him a centurion, beseeching him, and saying, Lord, my servant lieth at home, sick of the palsy, grievously tormented. And Jesus said to him, I will come and heal him. If he had any doubt that he won't that he's going to come to your situation to make your situation right, that should tell you what his will is right there. You know, maybe you think, well, he, I don't know if he wants to heal me. No, he says right here, I will come and heal him. You know, he's not sitting there holding back and he, he doesn't want you to get worse. No, he will come and fix your situation, whatever it is today. He—he he, That's his will right there. It tells you about his character. Don't you like his character? He's not holding back from you. He he'll come right there where you're at, and wherever you're, whatever place you're at in the world today, whatever situation you're at in the world today, his will is to come right there and help you. Isn't that good to know that that's his will? I like to know that. I like to know when I'm going to challenge. He's willing to come fix it. He's willing to make the situation better and make it right, make it better for me because he is a good, good father. You know, he's the best father. He's our example for all the fathers in this world god is the perfect example of a father and he's one that'll come there you know if you ask for him he's going to be there he he, he's 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 just waiting to help because he is a good example of a father jesus tells us his will concerning healing there says i will come and heal him he's not not you know holding it back he's going to give you the healing that you need if you ask for it isn't that good to know and i like the centurion here you know he's coming on behalf of somebody that has a need of healing and he's coming to see if he can get the healing for them. And that good to know, you know, I mean, that's the way we should be with people that we really care about, you know, praying for them, standing in the gap for him, going to help for them, going to bat for them. you know, and that's what he's doing here. He's going to bat for that, his servant. And I love that about the centurion here in the eighth verses of the centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that thou shouldest come under my roof, but speak the word only and my servant shall be healed. For I am a man under authority, and having soldiers under me, and I say unto this man, Go, and he goeth, and to another come, and he cometh, and to my servant do this, and he doeth it. Isn't that powerful to think about? When Jesus heard it, he marveled. He marveled about the whole thing. This man understands authority. Made him marvel, you know, and so it's important. We understand authority. You know, do you want to make Jesus marvel? (laughs) Well, we got to understand authority you know and there's not many times you see in the scriptures where he marveled right he, this situation he marveled he was he 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 thought this was an important thing here you know he marveled about it. and he said to them that followed verily I sent you I have not found so great faith no not in Israel He's saying, I haven't even seen this kind of faith with my own people. That's powerful to think about isn't it. And he's saying his own people, <laughs> God's people, Israel, he hasn't seen this kind of faith. And this guy wasn't even of those people. He was a centurion. That, that's powerful to think about, you know, that he was a person, not even in God's family, but he had great faith. That says, if you not understand authority, what we're talking about today, we are getting into the authority some more you know, he's saying, if you understand authority, he says, you're a person of great faith. You know, you don't have to be, you know, in the church for 80 years, you don't have to be a person that's just now getting saved. If you understand authority, that's something that can make, you know, Jesus marvel. That's, that's a a great statement. I want that kind of statement about me. I don't know about you. I want to make Jesus marvel. Don't you? And You you can make him marvel if you'll understand this subject of authority. If you just be one of those persons like the centurion that just takes him at his faith, you know, takes him at his word, takes him at what he says and just believes it's going to come to pass, you know, what's he speaking to you today about? What's he talking to you about today that you can take him at his word? You know, I know he's talking. He's always talking. He's saying something to you. What are you going to take him at his word about? You know, remember when they're out there fishing, you know, and he says, throw the net on the other side. You know, they would have never known about that wonderful harvest and that wonderful thing he was trying to do in their life if they ever never threw the net on the other side. You know, what are you taking him at his word today? You know, just a little faith to throw that net out there one more time. You know, they've been doing it all day, you know, not catching anything. He said, do it one more time, but this time I'm telling you to do it and it's going to come to pass, you know, take him at his word. What are you taking him at his word today? Maybe you've been trying for healing for years and years and years and years, you know, and he says, do it one more time. You know, he says, just take me at my word. You're going to get healed this time you know, taking him at his word, you know, his word is life. His word is what put the light in the skies and the stars up there. You know, it's the, it's the one that keeps the sun hanging where it's at. It sustains everything in this life. You know, that's the word I'm talking about, taking him at his word. You know, Jesus is the word says in the beginning, he, he, he was in the beginning. He, he's the word and he was manifest on this planet You know, Jesus is the word. That's what he is. The third part of the Trinity, the word, you know, so he's one you want to take him at his word. The 11th verse says, and I say unto you that many shall come from the east and the west and shall sit down with Abraham and Isaac and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. 12th verse says, but the children of the kingdom shall be cast out into outer darkness. There shall be be weeping and gashing of teeth. And Jesus said unto the centurion, go thy way. And as thou hast believed, so be it done unto thee. And his servant was healed in that self same hour. What instructions is he given? You know, he's you've taken him at his word. Is he giving you some other instructions? He told this gentleman to go ahead and go. You know, he said, "You go ahead and go. You're going to get your miracle." You know, what instructions is he given to you? You know, that's acting on your faith. You know, he, he spoke the word, and now you need to act on it. <laughs> taking him at his word. You know, I remember one person was believing for a washer and a dryer and you know, and taking him at his word. So what they did is they start preparing a place for their washer and their dryer that's coming, you know. Are you taking him at his word? And he if he said you can have it, you can have it. What are you doing that he's telling you to do to prepare for that? You know, he told Noah, he said, What build that ark, you know, there was no rain. <laughs> there wasn't nothing, no signs showing that his word was going to work. It just you had to believe his word. He said it's going to rain, and he's like, man, and he starts he he acts on the word, starts building and building. People probably laughing at him and thinking he's crazy you know what are you doing building a boat man you know and he's building building got the family involved building and building what it was he told you and your family to get to building and build on you know taking him at his word and acting upon it you know this centurion acted upon it he went to the servant he, he took off <laughs> you know he, that's all he needed was the word that's that's he understood authority he took off you know that shows he understood authority it's done you spoke it i'm out of here you know <laughs> and he started acting like healing's coming he's like i'm gonna go back that guy's gonna be healed when i get back that servant's gonna be in good shape when i get there you know what are you doing that you're taking him at his word you know there's no reason for us to just be sitting around (laughs) we should be taking him at his word and doing what he's telling us to do, making the work, doing the work that he's telling us to do, you know, maybe told you to start a ministry. He said, you're going to, you're going to have a great ministry, you know, and you had a vision, you know, you're going to do some great things on this planet and you're going to leave your mark on this planet. You know, what are you doing about it? Have you, have you started getting the nonprofit organization set up? If you're here in America or wherever you're at there, have you started building a building? You've been working, started out of your house, started out of your garage. You know, what are you doing to start it? You know, if he's told you a business, what are you doing to start it? You know, he said, you're going to have a good business. It's going to be successful. The Lord spoke this to you. What are you doing with it? You know, are you just sitting there watching TV every night? Or are you, you starting this business? You know, you say, well, I don't have the money to start it. Well, you can start something. Use some faith, start somewhere and you start growing it, working it, you know, and you're working, you're acting on his word. And when his word goes forth, it's going to come to pass. You're taking him at his word, understanding authority. You know, if he says it, it's going to get done. He's God almighty. You don't get higher than the most high and he's the most high. And if he said it's going to come to pass, it will come to pass. You know, I'm sure they didn't believe the Messiah was going to come. They didn't believe it when he did show up. You know, but he did show up. <laughs> he, he came on the scene and they were shocked, you know, but his word works, spoke him on his own self into existence. You know, we know that from Genesis and the first, the first verses there, you know, and he says that he'll bruise the heel of the enemy. And we went over those scriptures in the last uh, three messages there, you know, in Genesis, you know, but you think about it, been prophesied what's going to happen and all this stuff. And they still, when it happened, were shocked. You know, we don't want to be at that place. We we shouldn't be shocked at when his word comes to pass because we understand authority and we know that it's going to come to pass. Am I right? Oh, we know the words, right? So we made the point that if Jesus calls us great faith, we need to understand more about authority so we can have great faith. I don't know about you, but i want to be one of those persons. He says, you had some great faith. You remember when we were in the boat, the disciples, they're in the boat, you know, and all this storm's going on. Jesus chilled out. He's laying there on the pillow. He's like, all oh, the storm's going crazy. Boat's getting knocked over. Water's getting in there. They're trying to get the water out. And he's just chilled out, laying on his pillow, you know, and everything, you know. But he told them before he did this, he said, I'm going to go to the other side. You know, and some of you today, he's talking to you. He said you're going to go to the other side. <laughs> you know, the storm looks that way. It looks bad. Looks challenging. But he told you you're going to go to the other side. You know, and they're just dumping water out. And water's going everywhere. And and, the, and they get up to the place. They're like, they got to wake Jesus up. They're freaking out, man. This is too much. We're going down. You know, and but he they wake him up. And what does he say to me? Calms the storms straightens out the situation speaks to the storms then he's and then he decides i'm going to have a little talk with them (laughs) he said he said to them he said oh ye of little faith didn't he they didn't believe his word they didn't believe they're going to go to the other side you know and yet the boat's still going that way it's still heading that direction but, you know, they didn't believe that he his word was going to work. They didn't believe, and he, he has a little time with them, and maybe he's having a little time with you today. He's saying, hey, I already told you this is what's going to come to pass. This is what's going to happen. It doesn't matter what it looks like in the natural. Have some faith in God. You're going to make it. Everything's going to be all right. We always triumph through Christ Jesus. You're going to make it all the way to the end but it has to do with you taking him at his word. His word works. His word It doesn't matter how you feel today. His word works. It doesn't matter what it looks like today. His word works. His word is, you can put the bank on his word. You know, if, you, if we were gambling and we put all of our money on the world or on God's word, we'd put all the money on God's word because God's word works, right? Every time. Every time the situation comes, everything you face, You want to hold on to the rock and hold on to his word. It's going to bring you through, you know, and if he, if he did that today, you know, and people were, you know, they were in a situation that was challenging and, you know, and they were screaming and having a fit and Jesus corrected them. You know, he said, oh, you have little faith. You know, some people have to get counseling. You know, they, they, they don't want to take correction. <laughs> you know, They don't want to be corrected anymore. A lot of people don't want to be, you know, corrected in this life, you know, but we're supposed to have some faith. We're supposed to trust God, you know, through every circumstance and believe him uh, through every circumstance. You're supposed to believe him and take him at his word. You know, we're not supposed to be all freaking out. Maybe today you've been freaking out. You know, (laughs) you need to take him at his word because his word always works. You're going to the other side. You know, this is just a season and this is a challenge you may be facing for right now, but you're going to the other side am i right well that's what the word says and he did make it didn't he did they not make it to the other side he said they would and they did and that's exactly the way it's going to work for you he's going to take you to the other side well we talked about that satan is an illegal alien on the earth because he does not have a body think about that he's illegal here on this earth he doesn't have a body that's why he hates you (laughs) because you do have a body you know, and that body has a lot of representation for you here on this earth. He doesn't like that you have a body and he doesn't have a body. That upsets him, you know, because God's given you authority and it has to do with your body. You think about well, how, why is that such a big deal? Well, we're going to talk some more about that. We talked about how he came in the illegal way to the guard. Remember, he said that he came up the wrong way. He's, he, he's a thief. He came to steal, kill, and destroy, and he came in the illegal way. He didn't come through the gate. He jumped over the fence, you know. came in the illegal way, and that's how the devil does things. He does it illegally, you know? And so we talked a little bit about that. You can listen to that message last week. We talked about how God spoke into existence the virgin birth, which he did. and the first part of Genesis, he spoke it. He had the prophets speak it. And so, again, that's how he got into the earth is through his word. And, of course, his word worked, just like we talked about, his word works every time. And of course, that's how he got into the earth. We talked about how Mary had great faith like the centurion. That's powerful to think about In it. You know, she took him at his word, just like the centurion. She took him at his word. And maybe that's you today. You need to take him at his word. You know, you're saying, well, how are you going to do this? And how are you going to do that? Well, you just take him at his word. You know, I remember, you know, pulling up to a a coffee house, you know, I never forget, you know, I was, I was doing some things in a coffee house I'd put together, you know, and I've, I've talked about this before. And, uh, you know, I was ministered and took my dad's sub shop and we created a coffee house out of the front of it just to minister to people, you know, and then the Lord opened a door for me. We ended up going to a, a real coffee house. I never forget pulling up to the coffee house, you know, and i'm just going to play with my band there you know we're going to play every um every friday night and saturday we were going to play there to be a blessing to this guy but i never forget the lord tell me if you're a blessing to him i'll be a blessing to you you know and then when i got there you know I, I don't know what he means by that totally <laughs> You know, but he says go there if you'll be a blessing to him i'll be a blessing to you well of course that's what i did you know i went there and I started playing every Friday and Saturday night. Now, that's a lot of work. You know, I had to bring my sound system in my car at the time. I had a little blue car, and I would put my little sound system in there, and I'd drive up there, you know, and my friend would meet me there. We'd have to unload every time and load it back up and go back home in the middle of the night. You know, we might be there till midnight, you know and we'd load up and go and load up we'd play and we were playing for nobody when we were there when we first started nobody was there at all it was just me and my friend he would play bass guitar and we just we were it <laughs> singing to nobody you know after some time after some events happened that place became packed it was it was full very very full you know And I got blessed. I ended up meeting my wife there, you know. And you think about that. that If I hadn't have been a blessing to him, God couldn't have blessed me, you know. And what is he trying to get into your life? You know, he spoke something to you. You have no idea the events that could come unfolding for you if you just do the thing he tells you to do. You'd be surprised. <laughs> maybe your wife is there. Maybe your husband's there. Maybe maybe you got some other things that are going to be there. Your, your, your things he's providing for you, the blessings he's trying to bring into your life have a lot tied to what he tells you to do. So we got to have great faith like Mary. Mary had great faith. She saw that Jesus, you know, that she was going to ha- get to have Jesus and she's going to give birth to Jesus. She took the angel at his word and said, be it unto me. <laughs> she said be it unto me and she took him at his word and we talked about how jesus came in legally into the earth because he came in through the womb he was born into the earth as a man which is through the body we talked about god does not break his word and he doesn't he never breaks his word he's a god that cannot lie and we talked about a bunch of scriptures with that last week you know how he doesn't lie if he told you he's going to do it And if he says he's going to do things in your life, he does not lie. He's not lied one time. He hasn't lied to anybody on this earth. I don't care if someone tells you he did. He doesn't lie. God can't lie. You know, he's truth. Everything about him is truth. He doesn't lie, plus his word says he won't lie. And so someone else says something else about him, they're lying. But God doesn't lie. Is that right? That's what the word says. Many, many scriptures talks about that. And we went over a bunch of those last week there. So you're welcome to look into that and to look at those scriptures that from the message from last week. Today, we're going to be talking, focusing on Jesus's authority and if we get finished talking about uh, that today which i don't think we will next week we're going to talk about our authority you know and so we're going to get into that as well easter hopefully we can talk about the resurrection in there we're talking about all kinds of stuff with jesus here and we're going to get into the resurrection too and the, not this sunday i believe it's next sunday but uh, we're just going to be talking about jesus that's why we're here <laughs> it's a talk about jesus you know Now, every name bows to the name of Jesus, every knee, every tongue confesses to the name of Jesus. Jesus is the reason we're here. He's the, he's the one that gives us life and he gives it to us more abundantly. Now we talked about God, not breaking his word. Keep in mind, you know, he gave Adam a lease on this planet and he gave him authority on this planet. You say, well, what does that mean? Well, he gave us a lease and authority on this planet is what he did. He set a timetable for Adam to be on, have authority over this planet. And you say, "Well, how how do we know that?" Well, we're going to look at some scriptures about that. But that's how we know that there's going to be a rapture because that lease is going to be up on this planet at a certain time, and we're going to look at those scriptures here too. Also, maybe you're saying, "What are you talking about with a lease?" Well my father you know he used to own many different businesses and he leased buildings i remember when i one of the things he had when i was uh, a teenager was a sub shop you know and he leased the buildings you know he had a few he had one midwest city of ok- in oklahoma he had one in dell city in oklahoma which is more of him and his his uh, sister there but he also had one there mm-hmm. in um oklahoma city there and uh, they were called tinkin pugs chubby subs my dad owned those you know and uh he uh he leased those buildings you know and what he did signed a contract had them for a certain amount of time there you know he could put all this stuff in there set up good i remember us setting up these buildings oh my goodness you know you want them to look nice you know so we had to paint them and put the, all the stuff in there make the counters look nice you know you know you want your first impression of going into business you want it to look nice you know And I remember the last one he put together, I mean, he even had neon signs with two big characters on the front of who he thought Tinkin' Pugs should look like. You know, those were his names of him and his sister when he was a kid is how they got that title, you know, and he put those things up there, you know, and, but he made it as nice as he possibly could. You know, I mean, I remember him and my mother working all night long, trying to make these places look as nice as they could. So when you came in, you wanted a Tinkin' Pugs chubby subs, you know, (laughs) I never forget, you know, you even when he came up the counter, you know, we, we would tell him, you know, you get this choice of sides, you know, you get onions, pickles, black olives and red peppers, you know, I mean, I still remember it to this day, you know, people are like, wow, cause I could say it so fast onions, pickles, black olives and red peppers, you know, <laughs> on your sub, you know, and we'd offer that to him, you know, but he had a lease on this building, you know? And so, you know, after the lease was out, you know, he, he would probably try to buy a building or something like that, but to get it started, he leased it, you know? And then after that time, then it wasn't his building no longer. You know, he had a landlord and he leased it from him. And then he had to get out of there or he had to renew the lease for another two years, three years or what have you. Well, this planet has a lease on it. And let's look at that real quick here. And we'll look at the, uh, the parable of the tenants there. And uh, let's look at the 12th verse here, and we'll go look at this. Jesus then began to speak to them in parables that a man planted a vineyard. He put a wall around it, dug a pit for the wine press, and built a wa- watchtower. Then he rented the vineyard to some farmers. He's giving, telling us this parable of these t- of these tenants and moved to another place. And at harvest time, he sent a servant to the tenants. Notice he says tenants, and that's what people leasing the building are called tenants, to collect from them the, some of the fruit of the vineyard but they seized him, beat him, and sent him out and empty-handed. And he sent another servant to them. They struck this man on the head and treated him shamefully. He sent still another, and they one they killed, and he sent many others, and some of them they beat and others killed. He had one left to send, a son, this is representing Jesus, whom he loved. He sent him last of all, saying, They will respect my son. And of course, they didn't respect Jesus, did they? But the tenants said to one to another, this is the heir. Come, let us kill him. Then the inheritance will be ours. So they took him and killed him and threw him out of the vineyard. Uh, What then will the owner of the vineyard do? He will come and kill those tenants and give the vineyard to others. Haven't you read this passage of scripture? Says the stoner, the stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. The Lord has done this and it is marvelous in his eyes. Now here is another version. Let's look at this real quick here. And the uh, of course this is the Mark, the twelfth chapter. And we're going to look at the Century King James version. And listen to what it says here in the Century King James version. And we're looking at the first and second verse of the twelfth chapter of Mark. It says, "He began to speak unto them by parables. A certain man planted a vineyard and set a hedge about it and dug a place for the wine vat and built a watchtower and he leased it out to the husbandman. But notice they even use the words there in the Greek. They translated as least. And there is a lease on this planet, you know, and God's given us authority on this planet. He started with Adam and he gave him authority and Adam surrendered that over to the enemy, the, the devil who came in illegally. And of course, he, he, he lost his authority, kicked out of the Garden of Eden. You know, and and Jesus came back to get our authority. We can get more detail about that. And you can listen to about the last three messages. I think we went over most of that in the last three messages there. But there is an earth lease. And even the demons know that there's an earth lease on this planet. And listen to what it says here in Matthew, the 8th chapter, the 28th verse. It says it like this. It says that when he had come to another side of the country, of, uh, there met him two demon-possessed men coming out of the tombs exceedingly fierce so that no one could pass that way. And suddenly they cried out saying, What have we to do with you, Jesus, the Son of God? Have you come here to torment us before the time? And they know there's a time. And there is a time there's an end of time of this lease on this planet i'm hoping that i can do a, a whole a series i'm looking at about 12 messages on the book of revelation but there is a time there's a time that, that that's going to be up we don't know that time jesus says no man knows the time or the hour but we know that there will be a time that that, that there is going to be a rapture and you say well jeremiah do you really believe that yes i do lots of scriptures prove that and I, we'll, we'll get into that when we get into that series. But torment here in the Greek is a torture, pain, toil, and toss. That's powerful to think about. He's, he would come to torture us, give us pain and toil and toss. <laughs> There's one scripture that says it's even like him flicking his finger when he would cast out a devil because it was nothing to him. And it's because he has authority. He had authority on earth. And that's what they're talking about. That What time are they talking about, you know, and the earth lease is going to be up. But now this is when people tell you God is in control. You know, you, they really need to think about what they're saying, you know, because he gave you authority on earth and he's limited by his word. He keeps his word. And if he gave you authority, then we're the ones with the authority on this earth. You know, you say, well, why do bad things happen on this earth? It's because he's put man in charge, right? And it has to do with man being in their suits, you know, things are, you know, if, if God's in control right now, things are pretty messed up. Wouldn't you think by looking at the earth? It's, it's because he's put us in control and he's given us authority on this planet. That's why things are messed up. You know, we blame God for everything, you know, really, oh man, God let this happen and God let that happen. Well, no man, let this happen. And God put us in charge. You know, there's wars. Well, God didn't want wars. But, you know, you think about man has made those choices. There's violence. It's not God that wanted violence, but man has made those choices. You know, I was actually doing this series two years ago, and I was looking at uh, some things concerning some of the things that happened in the earth, and I, I looked up in uh, 2019. There were It was a 2019, 2020, in between there, that there's been 42.4 million pregnancies ended in abortion worldwide. Do you think God wanted that? You think about that, you know, if he's got things in control, why would that be going on? Well, it's because man has control. No, God gave authority to man, didn't he? So man needs to vote. He doesn't, and that's why the devil doesn't want you to have a body. Man has, he uses his authority to vote. He take authority over things, you know, by doing things in this body. Lots of things you can do in this body, you know, and the, the enemy, that's why he tries to get people's bodies sick. That's why he, he's trying to get you out here as fast as he possibly can is because your body is the, the, the conduit for your authority to flow through. You know, if you're out of your body, you can't, you can't do a lot of things in the earth. You know, you can't be a blessing to somebody here on the earth. You can't, you can't represent Jesus to somebody here on earth. You know, you, you can't change the world by the thing, you know, uh, speaking into the world at different speaking seminars and doing all kinds of things, being a preacher, you know you think about that you know if you don't have a body you can't do a lot of things you're out of here <laughs> so he wants to stop that body he doesn't want your body to be healthy and he doesn't want you to think anything about your time on earth you know you'll talk to some christians all they think about is going to heaven you know and he gets you thinking all about that and then not in your time here on earth because your body is very important because it helps you to have authority here on the earth, if you if you don't think a body is important, then why did Jesus take come and in, come into the earth into a body? It's because he had he wanted to have that authority here on earth. That's powerful to think about, isn't it? So, well, there's a lease on the earth that was given to Adam. You have to have a body to have authority in the earth, right? And now Jesus did not have a body, so he had to come into the earth as a man. You know, he has authority in the spirit, right? he's he's seated in heavenly places so he had heavenly authority but to have authority here on the earth you have to have a body right so you know it's interesting you talk about the scriptures but he says all power has been given to me from heaven and earth he says there after he goes and gets the keys back from the devil for our authority but he's telling you he has authority in heaven and he has authority here on earth but at first he had to be born into the earth. He had to come through a different line. You know, Adam had, a, he's actually called the second Adam. You know, he, Adam was born into the earth and that line of Adam because of his sin lost their authority. So he had to come in through a different line and he came from the father. He came, God came in through that line, his lineage into the earth. And that's why he was able to have authority. They, the devils couldn't believe it. What, they asked him, they said, what authority do you have? Well, he had a different lineage. Coming into the earth, and that's why he had the authority that he had. And he always referred to him as the Son of Man because he was born onto the earth, and he, he referred to that as he was referring to being here on earth as with man. You look at that in Matthew, the 11th chapter, the 19th verse, he says, The Son of Man came eating and drinking, and they say, Behold, a man gluttonous and a wine bibber, a friend of publicans and sinners, but wisdom is justified of her children. But notice he says, The Son of Man. You know those are covenant terms too you know when he, you say of somebody you're saying in covenant with you know but he referred to himself as a man he referred to him and he 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 wanted you to see that he was aligning himself up with man luke the 11th chapter the 30th verse says it like this for as jonah was assigned to the ninevites so shall also the son of man be to this generation And so he was aligning himself with a man. He wanted you to be referred to him as a man. Luke, the 12th chapter, the 10th verse, he says, and whosoever shall speak a word against the son of man, it shall be forgiven him. But unto him that blasphemeth against the Holy Ghost, it shall not be forgiven him. But notice he says the son of man, right? Remember, he says, I'm the God of Abraham, God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Isaac. Those are covenant terms, right? And he's saying he's in covenant with man, and he refers to humanity, and that he is a man. It's powerful to think about when you get into that. So God sowed Jesus into the earth as a seed, and he came legally into the earth through Mary. And we talked about that's God's way of doing things, sowing and reaping, right? He reaped you because he was able to sow himself into the earth. Have you ever asked yourself why Jesus did not do any works on the earth until he was 30? You know you don't ever see him healing somebody at 30 you don't see him ever casting out a devil until he was 30. he did no miracles until he was 30. he, he forgave he forgave he didn't forgive anyone <laughs> until he was 30. he didn't even walk on the water we have no record of him even walking on the water until he was 30. you say well he's god yes he's god but he limits himself as a man right why well, he had, to, he had to get the authority. He, he was born in the earth. He had the authority because he came in the earth. He had the authority before he was baptized in the river. But, you know, he, he didn't use his authority until what I would like to say is putting his coat on, right? And, you know, he told us to go tarry in the book of Acts, the second chapter. He said, go tarry until you're endued with power which is subsequent to being born again. It's the second part. You know, you get born again, then you get baptized with the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues. But he's talking about putting on that that jacket of power, right? And that gives you the grace to be a Christian. It gives you the grace to do your ministry here on earth. It gives you the power to do the ministry here on earth. He had the authority but he also wanted to have the power. As a matter of fact, the Bible calls Jesus the second Adam, you know, as he came into the earth. If you look at that there in 1 Corinthians 15, 45, he says, and so it is written, the first man Adam was made a living soul, and last Adam was made a quickening spirit. The call refers to him as a second Adam coming from that different lineage into the earth, legally coming into the earth and into a body. He has to have a body. You know, even the Holy Ghost has to have the body. Did you know that? The devil has to have a body, but even God has to have a body to function in the earth. A body has authority here on earth. You know, I, I believe that's why he's even going to blow people's families out of the ground when he calls them into heaven. You know, you think about that is because the bodies are so important to him here on earth. It's powerful to think about. it. He says he'll call them out of the graves is what the scripture talks about. That's because your body is valuable. Your time on earth is valuable because of the authority that you have here on earth, you know. You think about your, your, your grandmother and your family, it's all in heaven. They don't have the authority you have because you're here on earth because of your body. And it's, it's a powerful thing when you get into that. But he did not have God's ability or God's anointing to do the service that he needed to do. He had the authority. He, he had the authority, but he needed the ability. Jesus only gave his powers to be a man. He gave up his powers to be man. You know, he was a hundred percent God, and he still is a hundred percent God and a hundred percent man. I can't explain all that to you. You know how he was a hundred percent God and a hundred percent man, but he was. He's a hundred percent man and a hundred percent God, and he and he, he he didn't even have any power until he became thirty years old and received the endument of power from the Holy Ghost when he was baptized there. So we're going to look at that here a little bit here. But remember, he didn't do anything until he received this ability. And he told them, the disciples, he said, go and wait for that ability. That's just to tell you something today. If you don't have the ability to, to do what you need to do in this earth, you need to get the ability to do it for you. Yeah, sure, you have the authority if you're saved and you're born again today, but you need to have the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues, talking about in the second chapter of Acts, because you want the ability to do it you know peter look at how many people he touched after he got that ability how many people's lives were changed after they got the ability you know and how many people did god affect or jesus affect after he got the ability on him to affect people in this earth it's powerful to think about but signs and wonders and miracles were done when he was 30 years old after he received that ability after he was after he turned 30 years old let's look in the luke the third chapter in the 21st verse It says, now when all the people were baptized, it came to pass that Jesus also being baptized and prayed the heaven was opened, And the Holy Ghost descended into a body shape like a dove upon him. And a voice from heaven which said, thou art my beloved son in thee, I am well pleased. And Jesus himself began to be about 30 years of age, being as was supposed the son of Joseph, which was the uh, uh, son of Heli. But notice, though, he said at 30 years old, he was anointed. No, we didn't see anything happen before that. But when he received the ability, that's when he started to do things on earth. You know, and I think it's important that people understand that you have his grace and you have his ability you can do a whole lot more on the earth, right? There's a lot of things that weren't done until he received this ability of God. Acts tenth chapter thirty-eighth verse, it says, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power and went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. The word power there means deutimous force, miracle power, and strength. So he got this deutimous force Miracle power and strength when he was when he of course, like we said, when he was baptized there by the Holy Ghost, you know, and maybe today you need to be baptized by the Holy Ghost, you got saved, but you know you need to be baptized with the Holy Ghost and with power, you know to to have these good things happen for you to minister to others to be a blessing to them, you know when he gets saved, he comes into your life, that's for you, right, gives you authority. He comes and saves you, rebirth, gives you the new birth, puts the Holy Ghost on the inside of you. But when you get baptized in the Holy Spirit, that's for other people. That's when he comes like rivers flowing, like river water coming out of you, and it's for others. It gives you an ability to be a blessing to other others, a due to misforce, right? Before Jesus was anointed, he didn't he didn't cast out a devil. He didn't do he didn't heal the sick. But when he received the power on high, that's when he did all this. Let's look at Luke four, the 14th verse there. And this is, uh, he's telling them, he says, this is what's happened to me. And let's look, let's look at what he's talking about happened to him here. Jesus returned to Galilee and the power of the spirit and news about him spread throughout the whole countryside. He was teaching their synagogues and everyone praised him. He went to Nazareth when he had been brought up. And on the Sabbath day, he went into the synagogue as was custom. And he stood up to read, and the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him, unrolling it. He found the place where it is written, the Spirit of the Lord is up on me. Not within him, was it? He said, is is on me. That's a difference than being born again. He comes in you when you're born again. He comes on you when you're baptized with the Holy Spirit, because he has anointed me to proclaim the good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom to the prisoners and recovery of sight to the blind, to set the oppressed free to the year of the Lord's proclaimed favor. You know, he he came to do all these good deeds because the spirit of the Lord was upon him. You know, there's lots of deeds you can do when the spirit of the Lord's upon you that you couldn't do as a normal person. But his power, being endued with his power, you can do a whole lot more in this life he can give you grace to do a whole lot more stuff than what you think you're able to do because of his power being on you so he then he rolled up the scroll gave it back to the attendant and sat down the eyes everyone in the synagogue were fastened on him and he began by saying to them today this scripture is fulfilled in hearing it you know the custom is that he actually sat down in the seat for the messiah you know you imagine how that upset them they're looking for the messiah and looking for the messiah and he sits down in the messiah's chair and says reads from that and says that's me <laughs> They've been seeing him raised up for 30 years and seeing his whole life, you know, and all of a sudden he says, I'm anointed with power. That's gotta, that's gotta be shocking, (laughs) you know, you know, and I remember watching a movie and they were talking about Jesus in this, uh, uh, you may know what it is, but they're talking about Jesus here in this time, what he would be like, you know, you know, and it would be a shock because it's a totally different culture and, he would stand out quite a bit in this culture, and you can imagine this stood out to them, you know, in their culture and what they're believing. In this they're looking for him, and he comes and sits down and says, "That's me," you know. They, they I'm sure, they thought he's arrogant, you know, <laughs> but he was telling them the truth, and we know it from the signs and wonders that he did in his life. Powerful to think about there, but you know that's what he was telling him. He's Jesus gives us. This good news. And what he was doing, though, is he received, you know, if I was a policeman and I was going out to show you that, you know, if I was going to go out and show that I was a policeman, I would put the policeman suit on, you know, I'd put the hat on, you know, he had authority before he got baptized in the Holy Spirit, but he, when he put the coat on, everybody knew, right. And you think about that with your life, you know, you need to put the coat on some of you put the coat on and let everybody know be baptized in the Holy Ghost, who you really are. And the authority that you have, you know. And that's kind of what he did. He put on the code. The baptism of the Holy Spirit came up on him. And they wanted to, they wanted to kick him off a cliff after he told them all about this. You know, they said, Well, man, they didn't like him, tried to push him off a cliff, and but he comes walking through the walking through the middle of them and showing who he really is. You know, maybe today, you know, you've told people who you are. They don't accept you. That's okay. Jesus accepts us. Jesus loves you. And he has a plan for you, but it's important that we flow in his authority and his power the way that he flowed in. He is an example. His whole life was an example for us, wasn't it? He showed us how to flow in this authority, and he showed us how to flow in this power. His whole life was an example of that. He taught us many things, of course, you know, by the Holy Spirit, taught us how to flow with the Holy Spirit. He he taught us how to lay hands on the sick for him to recover. He taught us how to be good to one another, showed us how to show love to one another, but he also showed us how to have authority in this life. He took authority over those winds and the sea and the air, took authority over it, told it to stop, and it stopped, right? And maybe in your situation, you need to tell it to stop, and it'll stop, but you got to take authority over it, and he's showing you how to do that. In this life we're looking at here with Jesus, we're seeing an example of, of how we should live our lives and live a life living in his authority. We're going to talk more about how he's given us authority, but in when you look at his with his life and we're looking over his life, he gives us a good example and, and a good understanding of how to flow in authority in our own lives. Aren't you glad for Jesus? Aren't you glad he showed us this? Aren't you glad he came down to earth and gave us an example of how to flow in his authority? You know, he didn't put up with the devil. <laughs> He told him get out of here. Remember, he tried to come tempt him, you know, and he came and he he kept quoting the scripture back to him. But after he gets done, he says get out of here, and he got out of there, you know. And he's and then your life, you know, today, you know, you maybe you've been quoting scriptures at him. But you need to tell him to get out of here. Get out of here in Jesus' name is what you need to do. Take authority over him. And that's what we're going to talk more about as we get into more of this in the next few weeks. So let's pray. Father, we just thank you, Father, for your goodness. We thank you, Father, for your mercy today. We give you the praise and all the glory for all that you've done here today, Father. Father, help us to see more and more each week, Father, the authority that you've given to us, Father. Help us to see the authority that you've given to us and to act on the authority that you've given to us help us to see more about jesus as he as he lays it out and shows us how to take authority in this life so he told us that we're supposed to reign as kings in this life it talks about in romans and father we in the bible says that we're kings and priests unto him in the book of revelations father as a matter of fact paul even said that didn't you know that in this life or in the life to come will even judge angels and talking about our authority father help us to understand our authority more and more every week father and father we just thank you father for it is your enlightenment in jesus name and we give you all the praise and all the glory in jesus name amen and if you don't know jesus You need to know him. (laughs) You remember I told you there's a lease on this planet, and it's getting shorter. You can see all the signs that he said that were going to happen are happening. They are happening quick, you know. And you need to know Jesus. You want to go with us to heaven, and you want to have a good afterlife, and you want to enjoy life here on earth. You need to know Jesus. He is your peace. He is your comfort. He is your everything and you need to know him if you don't know him you can pray it with me right now the bible says if you can in romans the 10th chapter the 9th and 10th verse if you confess jesus lord and believe god is risen from the dead you shall be saved do you want to know for sure you're going to heaven do you want to know for sure that that you're going to make it not go to hell and you you want to know for sure that you're going to be with jesus Well, you need to pray this prayer you know and and he'll come into your life and he'll make your life better he can fix the wrongs and he can make the things right that need to be right in your situation accept him today let's pray this and pray it with me today father i just believe that you've risen from jesus from the dead just repeat this after me father i just believe you've risen jesus from the dead and i confess jesus as lord of my life right now jesus be lord of my life right now in jesus name amen and amen i believe if you prayed that you are saved right now you know and you now you need to spend some time with him you know i like what jesse used to say you know he said i i wanted a god i could talk to you know and he you can talk to him take your situation to him spend t- time with him every day and have a good fellowship and time with the father every day and you i believe you'll get closer and closer to him and you'll have the best relationship you possibly can have the more time you spend with him. He said, draw nigh unto me, and I'll draw nigh unto you. He wants to spend time with you. And help us spend some time with Jesus today, praise the Lord. Well, if you got saved, I'd love to hear about it. You can email me at Jeremiah S Ministries. I'd love to hear that. Nothing thrills me and my wife, Sheila, more than to... hear that someone got saved and we'd love to hear about it if you have a comment or if you got a prayer request or even want to give your prayers report you can do that here in the uh, comments i'm going to check that here in just a moment or if you just want to talk to me about something feel free to do that in the comments there we love you and we'll we look forward to seeing you this sunday god bless you i hope that you have the best week you ever had this week god bless you if you'd like to contact us for prayer, praise reports, or offerings, go to jeremiahsmithministries.podbean.com. Thank you for listening.